You're listening to Comedy Central. August 2nd, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. talk about rap and youth culture, word up. But first, let's catch up on today's headlines. Let's kick off with some news from Wall Street. Some major news on Wall Street. Apple just became the first American public company to reach $1 trillion in value. $1 trillion. That's it, folks. Apple has officially won capitalism. Wrap it up, (laughs) it's over. And I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I don't even know how they made a trillion dollars because I saw this headline on my iPhone and I was like, that can't be right. So I read the full story on my MacBook and even when I used Excel on my iPad and I blew it up, it seems so unlikely that Apple could make so much money. Cause I was listening to a podcast explaining on my second pair of AirPods and then like my Apple Watch told me I had a meeting. So I guess we'll never know. We'll never know how they made the money. We'll never know. Moving on to even bigger news. The Pope has decided to turn the other cheek. Pope Francis is changing the church's stance on the death penalty. The head of the Catholic Church now says it should never be allowed since it attacks human dignity. Previously, capital punishment was allowed if it was the only way of defending human lives against unjust aggressors. The new teaching claims the old policy is outdated and that there are other ways to protect society. A new pope at it again. Yo, I'm, I'm loving Francis, man. He's making religion cool. First he said gay people are cool. Uh, then he said dogs can get into heaven. One day he's just gonna be like, Tuesday is ladies' night at the Vatican. Let's do it. Let's do it, everybody. Let's do it. Have Christ on wafers. But I, but I will say, I was surprised to find out, though, that the church used to be against killing, but they had a few exceptions which is like something I never thought of. Like, do they do that with other commandments? You know, it's like, thou shalt not commit adultery unless she's smoking hot, then thou may cover that ass. <laughs> thou shalt not take my name in vain unless it's about that ass, goddamn! <laughs> moving on, moving on. Video games are getting harder and harder, but thankfully, people are insane. The Wall Street Journal reports parents are hiring coaches to tutor their children in the popular combat survival video game, Fortnite. Parents say they want to improve their kids' skills for prize money, college scholarships, or bragging rights. Yeah, nothing gives a kid bragging rights like needing their parents to get them a coach to learn how to play video games, yeah. (laughs) Guys, I used to suck, but now I got a coach at the game. Do you guys still hate, oh, you do? You still hate me? Okay, okay. And spending all your money learning video games is definitely a worthwhile investment. I mean, just ask all those Pokemon I collected in 2016. Yeah. You realize if I had put that money into Bitcoin, I'd only have like, what, $19 million? Instead, I have great memories. Pika, pika. (laughs) You know, in all honesty, in all honesty, I'm actually worried that the more overbearing parents become about playing video games, the more kids are gonna rebel against them. She's gonna be like, 
you, Dad, I'm reading books. I said no homework until you finish your video games. Don't you dare pick up that violin. You get back to the console right this minute. You get back, I want to be a doctor. Not under my roof. All right, let's move on to our top story. Robert Mueller, as he continues his methodical pursuits of the world's most brilliant criminal mastermind, <laughs> we're seeing casualties of his investigation pile up. This week, a federal court in Virginia began hearing testimony in the trial of Paul Manafort, Donald Trump's former campaign chairman and world's sketchiest Lego man. <laughs> Thanks to Mueller, Manafort is now charged with 18 counts of tax evasion, bank fraud, money laundering, and using his roommate's HBO Go password. <laughs> oh, you didn't think they could come after you for that? Yeah? Yeah, you guys are in a lot of trouble. But before prosecutors got into the details, they wanted to introduce Paul Manafort to the world. Prosecutors focused their efforts on portraying Manafort as a man who spent lavishly while cheating on his taxes. Multiple homes, expensive cars and watches. $1.13 million for home improvements. Nearly a million dollars that he spent on landscaping, including a flower bed in the shape of an M. Manafort spent over $18,000 on a karaoke setup. God damn, Manafort was balling. $18,000 on a karaoke set? Yo, if I spend that much money on karaoke, it better come with drunk Japanese businessmen to sing for me. $18,000? Yo, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If I spend that much money on karaoke, best believe at my house, every night is karaoke night. Every night. Be like, yo, yo, Trevor, shouldn't we watch the Super Bowl? Uh, I think we should be singing karaoke. I'm getting my money, Ebony and Ivory. I'm singing. <laughs> and as lavish as all of that sounds, there's one part of Paul Manafort's life where he spared no expense. In just five years, Manafort spent $929,000 on suits. A $15,000 ostrich jacket, also more than $18,000 python coat. Okay, first of all, if you're trying not to seem evil, maybe don't dress up as a snake. Uh, <laughs> also, also, What's the point of wearing ostrich if you're gonna take off all the feathers? That just seems like a waste. Like, if I'm wearing ostrich, it had better look like this. I wanna see that I'm wearing ostrich, people. I wanna feel it. And look, you know, it's really interesting to see what's happening here. It feels like the prosecution is trying to turn the jury against Manafort by showing them that he's the kind of asshole who owns a $15,000 ostrich jacket. Yeah, and after seeing a picture of this jury, something tells me that it might work. It might just work. <laughs> so, of course, everyone is watching this trial, but nobody is watching closer than Manafort's former employer. President Trump today wading into the trial of his former campaign chairman, tweeting, who was treated worse, Alphonse Capone, legendary mob boss, killer and public enemy number one, or Paul Manafort, political operative and Reagan dole darling, now serving solitary confinement, although convicted of nothing. Okay, I'm sorry, Alphonse Capone? <laughs> who, who calls Al Capone by his full name? Every time I think Trump has hit peak weirdness, <laughs> he gets a little bit weirder. Like, is that, is that just his thing? It's just like, and then I was talking to Kimberly Kardashian. 
And she was so grateful for how I helped her husband, Kanye Westeros. Great guy, great guy. Now, look, Trump is clearly not enjoying the fact that Mueller has his buddy on trial. But what's really got the president riled up was finding out that Mueller is a few steps closer to having a chat with him. President Trump was outraged after learning that among the topics special counsel Robert Mueller wants to question him about is obstruction of justice. Sources say it enraged him so it prompted this extraordinary tweet that critics say could amount to obstruction. The president writing, Attorney General Jeff Sessions should stop this rigged witch hunt right now before it continues to stain our country any further. This is so insane. President Trump may have obstructed justice because he's mad about being accused of obstructing justice. <laughs> he's just proving their point. It's like when someone tells you to calm down and you're like, what do you mean calm down? I am calm! I'll kill you for saying that! Calm down, man. And now, although it seems like obstruction, according to the president's lawyer and spokesgremlin, Rudy Giuliani, <laughs> we are all getting ahead of ourselves because Trump words matter. As we said immediately, it's an, an opinion. He used the word should, he didn't use the word must. And there was no presidential directive that followed it. But he didn't direct him. He didn't direct him to do it. And he's not going to direct him to do it. You should get the f out of here. <laughs> like, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani is making it sound like Trump's tweet was just a helpful suggestion <laughs> and that Trump is not Jeff Sessions' boss and the most powerful man in the world. You know, it's like Darth Vader telling you, you should really consider joining the dark side. <laughs> but no press, no press. I mean, whatever, just a suggestion. And if you weren't convinced by Kaludi Giuliani, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, <laughs> Sarah Huckabee Sanders, well, she had an even more creative defense. There's a reason that the president's angry, and frankly, most of America is angry as well, and there's no reason he shouldn't be able to voice that opinion. Look, the president is not obstructing, he's fighting back. Ooh, the president is not obstructing, he's just fighting back. Yeah, fighting back against an investigation of you is obstructing. <laughs> like, Sarah Sanders wants to frame it like it's just self-defense, but that's exactly what self-defense is, obstructing the punch from hitting your face. That's obstruction. <laughs> Oh, and, 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 and Team Trump has one more defense. Yeah, President's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, told the New York Times, if you're going to obstruct justice, you do it quietly and secretly, not in public. What they're trying to do is stitch together an obstruction case based on public tweets on the exercise of First Amendment rights. You know, people don't obstruct justice in public. If you're gonna obstruct justice, you're gonna do it in private. That, that is a brilliant argument until you take a moment to think about it. <laughs> because obstruction of justice isn't about whether it's private or public. Private is just how most people do it, right? <laughs> but most people also don't wanna bang their daughter. <laughs> and even those who do, even those who do, don't talk about it on The View. Donald Trump is not a normal person. Like, what's crazy about this is if there was a tape where Trump told Sessions in private that he should end the Mueller probe and we discovered the tape, that would be the end. It would be obstruction, impeachment, game over. But just because he did it in public, he can get away with it. 
Like, it, it, it's amazing that Trump has the superpower. He does the bad things in public and then somehow... Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, there's no other instance where doing a bad thing publicly is better. You know what I mean? Nothing else works like that. Like, when you see someone masturbating on the subway, <laughs> no one's sitting there like, well, I'm glad you're doing it in public. That makes it better. Good job. We'll be right back. Tonight is a Grammy Award-nominated rapper, actor, and entrepreneur whose latest album is called Testing. Please welcome ASAP Rocky. Welcome to the show. Man, thanks for having me. Finally, it's cozy up here. I always dreamed of coming here. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, for a few, that's, that's something I would not think ASAP Rocky would dream about. I've seen your music videos, and I feel like you only dream about psychedelic things <laughs> involving weed or something else. That's nice to know that I was in one of your weed dreams. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Welcome to the show. Yeah, since you started this, I've been a fan, man. It's tight. Since I appreciate that, Since for it and started taking over, it's lit. Thank you very it. much, man. Oh, the, sure. uh, I'm gonna put that on the reviews now. He said, Rocky, it's lit. <laughs> the, um, let's, let's get into the album before yeah. we talk about everything else that you're doing in life. Yeah. Testing. A highly anticipated album, three years in the making. You actually said you waited a little bit because you said you didn't want to release the album when everyone was releasing their album. Like, you wanted to release it at the same time as everybody else because you didn't want people to feel like it wasn't fire, which is, I mean, that's a really confident move. Why three years in the, way, in the, way, in the making? And why release it now? I don't know. To me, it seems like this year, especially 2018, hip-hop, all the pros and vets, everybody's been dropping albums. Right. And they all have been good. You know, I think this is a great time. That's basically what I was trying to articulate, you know. Before in the past, I just feel like, you know, a lot of the people that I grew up loving or people that were making amazing music, they got quiet for a minute, including myself. Right. It's like this year, everybody laid an album. Everybody's Kanye, dropping at the same time. Everybody. Yeah. Right, and you, you, were, you were born and raised in New York. Yes, sir. Right, New York rapper, through and through. Yeah. Your parents, your parents even named, I, like, I was like, is this true? Your parents <laughs> named you and your sister after Rakim and Eric B? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, hip-hop is deep in your blood. Yes, it is. Do you, like, I've seen, I've seen the, 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 the battle is back again. It's a very nice one this time between, like, New York versus, you Chicago. know, like, Chicago versus uh -huh. L.A. Uh -huh. There's the whole, like, Compton versus, like, what do you think separates New York rappers from everyone else? Well, modern or past? No, rap? modern, modern. I mean, like, now. I think everything is just a, a big melting pot, especially America, right? Like, right. it's hard to even identify somebody's region of rap from the way that they rap. I don't really think anybody stands out, even though there's a few artists who have, like, this distinguished New York sound. Right. But, yeah, for the most part, everybody's music just sounds, like, dynamical and just, you know, similar to the other person's in some way, not to diss anybody, so... <laughs> Yo, you, you say you don't want to diss anybody, but I've, I, I listened to, to songs on the album, and there's one track where I feel like you are specifically dissing, you call them mumble rappers. <laughs> and, like, I was just, like, as a fan of mumble rap, <laughs> I was like, I literally sat back and I was like, really, ASAP? You going to send him again and do them and bring him away? <laughs> what are you trying to say, man? You know, I love mumble, I love certain mumble rappers, but right. it's like kind of oversaturated. 
You know what I'm saying? Shout out Lil Uzi and Playboy Cardi all day, man. Rock stars. Do you, are, you, are you not t tempted sometimes to mumble rap? Because I feel like I could like I could mumble rap. It's just like like the flow and hunnam and hunnam and hunnam and and I'm a Jake. And I'm a Brit and I'm a Bun and I'm a Hey. I'm a Hey. Hey, uh, you looking for a record deal? I'm I'm ready. Are you Come kidding on, let's me? Let's get it. Let's get it. It's just finally right now. Actually. Actually, it's it, it's funny. It's funny that you bring that up because you you are not just a rapper. You're an executive as well. You're in the business. Uh, a lot of people refer to you as a fashion icon. They go like, you're always on the forefront of what's happening in fashion. Uh, sometimes people speak to you more about fashion than rap, <laughs> in fact, which is which is pretty insane. Yeah. And then there's this secret organization that that is connected to you somehow that no one speaks about or is allowed to speak about. I won't say what is org, yeah. but. But what is Org doing? Well, Org is a collective of young creatives from artists to musical artists, you know, and uh, I think we all get together and kind of like mastermind how we want to take over, manipulate or change, you know, the, the aesthetic and the way things are in culture, music, film, fashion and art. You know, that's all we do. It's just a ton of artists. And we try to, like, rekindle that free spirit living and just kind of, like, making do-it-yourself kind of stuff and just being ahead of the curve and raising a bar. That's really it. It's interesting you say that because I feel like that has become one new element of hip-hop that's been really exciting is that is that hip-hop artists have now taken control of the culture that they're mm -hmm. creating, not just the music. Mm -hmm. So now you see people like Frank Ocean coming out and th there's a brand attached to him. And then you, you, know, you, you see people like Tyler, the creator, come out and go like, yo, I've got clothes that go with who I am. I've got a style that I represent. I'm not gonna let someone else get rich of this. That's what Org is about. The sound should, I feel like your sound should match your outfit. Your outfit should match your video. Your video should match your girlfriend, you know? It's one of those kind of things. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so everything's aesthetic, man. You walk into my house, it's feng shui and it's just vibes. And you know, I interior decorated everything myself. You know, I feel like that's what we push. I don't know if everybody's, you know, down for that or if that's just their morals and standards, but that's what we push. That's what we live. Right. Also, I got a surprise for you today, man. Speaking of all, I hope I didn't. You got a, you got a, like a surprise. I got a little surprise, man. Hopefully you like these. These are made by Aug. This is our new sneakers right here. That's for you, Trev. Oh, I, I left the O-R off your name. Wait, 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 wait. I was told that you were designing a pair of sneakers with Under Armour and that they were, like, secret, like, no one's allowed to talk about them. Well, it's, it's a couple wait, are these, of... Are these the secret shoes? Those are the secret shoes. You man. brought me secret shoes? I'm supposed to secret shoes, man. <laughs> you brought me secret shoes? <laughs> Are you being serious right now? I hope you like them. It's a little complicated to take them out. You might need some assistance with that. <laughs> Yo, these aren't even out yet. Nah, not, not yet. Next month. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can I just tell you, you've made, you've made my life. I, I grew up in a world where I'd wear shoes after people. <laughs> and now I'm wearing them before all of y'all. <laughs> The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. 
This has been a Comedy Central podcast.